liked it, but the quality of the print is so poor, and uh, I just couldn't enjoy the photography. Yeah. Whistle stop, I didn't. Yeah, this whole thing on. cost, I'm, I'm sure it was like $10. <laughs> so you know you're getting public domain copy right. of a copy. Right. But I, I don't think I've seen a... Yeah, Quicksand was pretty good looking. A darker comedy than Scarlet Street. God, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, man. When he tries to hang himself at the end and the rope breaks, it gets me every time. <laughs> That's because they heard he'd complain if they hung him with a new rope. Oh, man. It's so sad. Here's the uh, Bollywood Elm oh. Street. Mahakal, the monster. <laughs> nice. So if you, if you thought that Elm Street was lacking dance numbers, <laughs> this is the one. It certainly is. Oh. Well, we made it. It's been one year since we did this the first time. This is... This oh, are we recording now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, We've okay. been recording for the last uh, 15 minutes. No, three oh, and a God. half, but who's counting? <laughs> that little digital thing is counting. <clears throat> when this drops, it'll be October 4th. So, um, we've made it a year, and... Um, 27 days to Most Halloween. podcasts yeah. fold... Within months. Oh, yeah. They'll start out good, and then all of a sudden... A full 80% of podcasts will end before their first year. Maybe they should. Maybe we've been going too long. Yeah, maybe we... A full 90% of podcasts should end before a year. (laughs) Only 90? 98. Dear listeners, if you didn't know this already, you are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast... We're simply a podcast that talks about horror movies, and uh, sometimes they're old ones. This one is uh, the one we'll be talking about today. An, an old one? Yes. Well, you know, that's relative, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it is. So um, It's a moldy oldie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will, uh, we intend to at least spoil the movies we talk about. So if you haven't watched them, it's a good idea to watch them and come back. Unless you don't care. I've done that a few times myself. Um, thank you not to the Moon care. Rays. Not care and yeah, not I've watch the movie. done a lot of that. And just listen to a podcast about a movie well, I know nothing about. I listened because I've missed the last few. And uh, I listened to the one you did about a couple of movies I haven't seen before, uh, including Witching and Bitching. Yes. Excellent film. So I, I checked it out. and it was, <laughs> was that fun or what? Was, yeah. Did you like uh, uh, Living Statue Jesus shooting a 12-gauge out of a speeding sure. cab? And speaking of statues, uh, 
Pazuzu's in it. Oh, where? They have the statue of Pazuzu. Where? When the oh, uh, witches yes. have a banquet and uh, they don't make a big thing of it, but like behind the lead witch mm-hmm. is the statue. That's right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching it again. I mean, there's a good excuse. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like one of those movies like you want to have people over and say, check this oh, one out. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Anyone with Netflix, just watch this thing. It's so fun. Yeah, don't be put off by the terrible title. The no. title's awful, but... It's a stupid title. Um, the Spanish one is Las Brujas de Zagaramundi. Mm-hmm. The Witches of Zagaramundi. Uh, I didn't recognize any of the cast, but they're all good. Um, I, I'd seen Macarena Gomez in uh, Dagon. Okay. Um, and the head witch was in some... Pedro Almodovar movies. Ah. But, yeah, they're all so good. Yeah, she seems sort of familiar. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That was an example of listening to some... a podcast about something I hadn't seen and (laughs) and going out and checking it out. Well, all right. We didn't steer you wrong. We'll we'll let you off the hook more often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you... uh, did you agree with my sentiments toward the writers of The Hollow? Or had you not bothered to I've, watch The Hollow? I've seen The Hollow. I've not seen The Hollow. The Hollow. But it doesn't sound like something I'm going to cross no, the street for. don't look for it. No. <laughs> it's not worth it. But you, you also talked about some uh, killer dog movies. Yes. And it, uh, TCM happened Night to have a... Night of the Wild? Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds terrible. It was god-awful. <laughs> but at the same time, it, it was for a hell of a podcast. Amusing. Yeah. It's a very funny podcast. I still, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure it was all <laughs> jokey or all straightforward. I think it's probably a mixture of the both. Okay. Yeah. But uh, that weekend, I think uh, TCM happened to have a double bill of killer dog movies. Oh, very that, nice. Uh, Zolt and Hound of Dracula, which is all right. I've uh, never seen either of them. Um, <laughs> it, it's. Um, Got an early Stan Winston makeup effects in it if you're into checking him out. Um, But it's exactly what it says. He's like uh, uh, Dracula's dog turns up in America tracking down the the descendants of the Dracula family. Oh, man. uh, At a campsite. That's as bad as Batman. It's okay. You know, Batman had a a bat hound. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that saw him without his mask on, so then he had to become Ace the Bat Hound, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Who's the dog going to tell? Anyway, Dracula's dog. Um, but the other movie they had was The Pack, which was the same year, uh, 77. Same dog suppliers, coincidentally. <laughs> oh! <laughs> There's a family called the Schumachers who supplied dogs to movies and did both wow. of these. But the pack is actually pretty good. I've seen I believe I've seen it's got that Joe Don Baker in it. They're on this oh, island off man. of the northwest coast. Yeah. And there's this uh, people tourists will come over and they pick up a dog at the the, the pound on the mainland mm-hmm. for the kids to play with during the you know their the vacation. Day, and then, and then they'll, they'll just abandon it. them. So there's always wild dogs. So it's it's really sympathetic towards the dogs. Mm-hmm. So some of it's pretty hard to watch. Um because they're not played as monsters, the yeah. unfortunate animals. But it's, uh, it's it's good. I think Benji stuff. ripped that off in one of them. 
Are you Benji in the tourist island? I don't know. Remember. You're, you're not thinking of Air Bud Seven, are you? No. Okay. I've not seen any of the Air Buds. Air Bud Seven, you, the quickening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It used Rob to be Rob Zombie's Air Bud Seven, <laughs> the quickening, with Rob Zombie as the dog. Oh, hey! Thank you to the Moonrays for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Um, find them on Facebook where they are the moon dash rays Buy their music on Amazon or buy it on iTunes like we did. All right. What did you watch since last time? Will? Well, I finished the last kingdom. It was pretty good. How about stranger things? Uh, I've not watched any more of those, but I did watch a show called brain dead brain dead. Is it, show? it was on CBS. Surprisingly enough this summer. It's like 13 episodes of uh, bugs from space that get into your brain. and They kind of control you. Okay. It's a comedy. Because uh, Peter Jackson did that zombie comedy, which yeah. is called Brain Dead outside of this country, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah. The one that's called the, Dead Alive here. Dead Alive. Right. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, no, this one came out this past summer. Okay. So it makes you, uh, it's played against political background. It's, in Washington, D.C. And it was set in present day. Yeah, and the bugs make your, I don't know, if you're a really hardcore Democrat, you're really, really hardcore Democrat. Or, you know, it takes, okay. it takes an NPR listener to the point where he <laughs> threatens somebody with a knife about funding of PBS and NPR, you know, public radio. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny. It's mm-hmm. good. It's like 13 episodes. Um, surprising for CBS that it was good at all. Because <laughs> we know what CBS stands for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Columbia Broadcasting System. But, um, I know. <laughs> Carroty buckets of sick. Yep. Uh, anyway, it's nice because it wraps up 13 episodes. Maybe they'll have a second season. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they do or don't. <laughs> um the girl from uh there's a lot of cloverfield to... 10 10 cloverfield lane yeah mary elizabeth winstead huh is i forgot the lead. her name oh well she's, she's easy on the eyes so. yeah it's always a nice bonus when the casting goes that way so what have you seen richie oh let's see i was um if any of the listeners listened to the special announcement for listener johnny d that's my nephew and um i was in chicago for his wedding and another one of my nephews chris uh, had a list of horror movies i gave him because he loves the horror movies uh young guy 13 um that's the perfect age. It's the perfect age, isn't <laughs> For it? For horror movies, yeah. But he had not seen Night of the Living Dead, and he had not seen Return of the Dead, or Return of the Living Dead. And uh, so he had a list on his phone that I had given him months ago. And he said, well, let's watch a couple of these. And I said, well, since you just heard uh, Russ Streiner's greeting to Johnny, I said, if you feel like uh, watching Night of the Living Dead, it's pretty easy to find. So we queued that up on whatever platform we could find it on. And... Uh, his dad, my brother-in-law Sam, was <laughs> getting a little freaked out by it. And I think he had seen it. Mm. And it felt really familiar to him, except for I think he saw the remake and not the original. Oh. Mm. There's a little something different about the original. It's in black and white. Yeah. And 
there's a but there's a rawness to it that it feels like a documentary like it could actually be happening yeah and then the newscasts come across as being very authentic from yeah. the era that they're set in yeah. mm-hmm. because they're using real news people mm-hmm. these were all their friends you know the the movie makers um so that was really fun uh i watch the movie probably a few times a year anyway so it doesn't really matter if i don't see it now I'll see it again later, but it was kind of cool to hang out with family. My sister really enjoyed it. I don't think she had seen it. And um, the wedding was nice. And, uh, oh, and we watched Return of the Living Dead, and they laughed a lot through that one because it is a comedy. Mm-hmm. I said, well, it's pretty much a comedy. And I realized after I said that, no, it's totally a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good times. And then, uh, and then just the other night we watched... Um, that uh, the case of John Benet Ramsey. So there was a two-part thing they had on TV about, like, uh, was what that a, a comedy? Not as much as you might think. Just uh, a straightforward comedy, <laughs> out-and-out comedy. <laughs> it was not pre- basically a comedy. No, it, was, it was pretty much a tragedy, but at least uh, at least they had top experts in all kinds of fields. Top experts. Well, you know, I don't have to start throwing letters behind their names, do I? <laughs> sure. I think there was a guy who was a doctor of dental surgery, DDS. No. Okay. No. Uh, there, <laughs> <laughs> there was another guy who'd read a couple Wikipedia articles. Yeah. So they were experts. And uh, I was pretty sure he, he had seen something on the news about that. Yeah. He watched a lot of Dr. Phil. Oh, boy. So uh, anyway, it was uh, pretty compelling stuff. I don't want to ruin the ending. Um, the butler did it. That was the butler. Thanks, Will. Uh, they already got their spoiler warning, so everybody did it. That's I think that's pretty much all I've watched since last time. Um, Jolien, what about you? Uh, well, I, I was catching up on movie watching after being in the crypt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, first of all, uh, for any listeners who who didn't hear other episodes, what were you working on that you weren't here? Uh, Tales from the Crypt is being rebooted, so there's a new TV series and there's a new comic series reanimated re re <laughs> reanimated yes revived so you were penciling and inking your own stuff yeah okay and then the colorist is going to color it yes jj jackson who yeah, a lot a lot of people in that company are ex marvel people she she worked on a bunch of stuff well that's pretty cool um when should we see this thing is it gonna is it gonna be in print or is it gonna be digital only uh it's gonna come out in print but um the uh so they're they're aiming for Halloween. Nice. And uh they've got a whole bunch of, you know, pretty well known writers working on it like uh like Larry Harmer and Jerry Conway and and then uh, for the first issue some of the alternative uh, covers are being done by like people like Russ Heath. Um, oh. one of the guys who worked on who created Ren and Stimpy. So yeah, they've got some John Kay. No, no, it's, no. The, it's the other guy, Bob something. I can never remember his name. Huh. But, um, well, cool. Yeah. Uh, they, they, there was a previous reboot, but I don't think anyone liked that. And it was, it was pitched at kids, so they couldn't really <laughs> do anything with it. So, uh, yeah, that, that didn't last very long, but hopefully this one will continue. It was cancelled due to lack of interest. Yeah. It's unfortunate because kids the perfect audience for stupid gory comic books children and half wits <laughs> it, it, it is uh you know I, I grew up like 
I, I wasn't able to get my hands on an EC comic, even a reprint. For no, God, ages no. And, ages. and uh, I remember like one summer, you know, when those those big box collections from Gemstone mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. And uh, I saw them in Forbidden Planet in London. Oh yeah. my God, I I need this, and uh, there's no way I could afford it. And uh, so I, all summer I just did all the worst jobs. I do anything. Murders. Prostitution, everything. <laughs> I did it all. And uh, and then by the end of the summer, I had just enough money, and went up to London. Of course, it had sold. <laughs> I knew that was coming by the time I got there. So, uh, oh. but um, yeah, like uh, you're sitting there drawing the crypt keeper. You're like, I'm drawing the crypt keeper. Yeah, I'm not just like it's incredible drawing. And you don't you know, have to work as a chimney sweep to pay for it. They're paying you. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, chimney sweep in theory, is slang for them. <laughs> them pay me yet, um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a great thrill to draw him. And and uh, there's like a EC fan, you know, pages and things on Facebook and stuff. So I ran the. I said, oh, this is my first try. The Crib Keeper, you know, check it out. And I was pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because if these guys don't like it, then it's gonna be harsh. Oh. But uh, but fortunately they liked it, so that yeah, was encouraging. Excellent. So, anyway, yeah. So um, sorry about that. I totally sidetracked you. Yeah, so go ahead, that's go ahead. Right. What have you watched? Uh, so I watched uh, High Rise. Have you seen that one from last High year? Rise. It's based no. on the J.G. Ballard novel. Nope. Guy wrote Crash. Yeah, I know. Um, Ballard. High Rise. Is, I think it's mostly a British movie um, by the guy who directed uh, Field in England. So it gets really trippy really fast. Nice. But it, it, it's about one of these like huge, it, it, this architect, um, uh, played by Jeremy Irons, he's, he's designed these kind of, these huge tower blocks in the shape of like huge fingers coming out of the earth. And uh, it's set outside London, but it's filmed in, I think, Belfast. But um, That's right, anyway, these tower blocks are like in Judge Dredd. This, yeah. this novel is like from 1970, so it... Oh, okay. You know, Doctor Who's done it and Jezra has done it. But yeah. These blocks are so big and they've got all these flaws that people don't have to emerge from them. And after a while, there's only one guy who actually goes out to work. Yeah. From from some sense of loyalty. But uh, so everyone starts to like turning in on themselves and it becomes like class warfare. And, and so like uh, about halfway through the movie, it, it just goes completely chaotic and there's all sorts of horrible things happening. Um, it's one of those movies that people would walk out on a lot. <laughs> um, sounds sounds good. Yeah, it's it's one of those those recent movies where they do this kind of fantasy version of the seventies, oh. but they do it really really well. Oh, okay. Like uh, in Inherent Vice and oh. yeah, so they've got this. It's an, ama- it's an amazing looking movie. You wonder what it's trying to say after you know after about an hour. You're like, okay, I get it. Class warfare and this is like the country and contained in a building uh and they, they suggest some things like uh it's the arc is to do with the architect's own impotency and uh you know it brings up a few other ideas but you know it kind of goes on a bit for you know wonder what it's trying to say wonder what you're missing hmm. but uh yeah it, it's great looking i saw this really really bad werewolf movie uh, called Crying Wolf, which hmm. is a British independent movie. Crime Wolf? Crying Wolf. Oh, Crying Wolf. No, but that sounds great, Will. <laughs> Crying <Yeah>. Wolf? 
Crime Wolf. It's the sequel yeah. to Wolf Cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've watched that, but I, I can't recommend this lowly enough. It's really terrible. It's the worst looking wheels I've ever seen. Okay. Well, they, they got Sometimes they're, they're terrible CG. Sometimes they're these rubber masks. And I mean, those rubber masks you could get like decades ago where they have like, they have teeth, but they're painted on. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. Literally. That's horrible. Uh, yeah. And uh, after the credits, and this goofy music starts playing, and I realized it was supposed to be a comedy. Oh. <laughs> it, it, was, it was painful, really. Um, Conjuring 2, have you seen that one? Not seen that Not one. Not yet. It's, uh, you know, it's James Wan, so it, it's like this ghost, you know, Halloween haunted house attraction thing where they kind of spring something on you every few minutes yeah and uh I, you know, I, I quite enjoyed it. it it actually has characters you you care about and hmm. it's, it's based on this famous poltergeist case from the 70s the in, in um north london enfield but uh yeah it, it did it did a few things that i really wish movies wouldn't do especially these days where they have like the camera going through windows mm. you know like passing through glass and um why does that bother you? It's just like saying you're just looking at a bunch of pixels. Okay. So uh, it's, it's too... If, uh, um, if the camera is defying physics... Even though they did that in Citizen real. Kane? It, yeah, you go through that, that sign. Yeah. But... Um, <clears throat> it's an impossible shot. You know it's a physical movie, you know. It's true. Uh, it's not defying physics. Yeah. Whereas in a movie where you're supposed to be buying that there's the supernatural, you're mm -hmm. already having to make that jump. Okay. And then being told that what you're looking at is fake. Ah. Uh, pretty obviously is, is, it just takes me out of it. But overall, I, 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 overall totally, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's got, you know, it's, it's most of the characters are, are working class and pretty sympathetic and, uh, uh, you know, there's some good, jumps in it is it also set in the 70s yeah yeah fantastic in, so they, they do another thing I, I wish they hadn't done which is like when they cut to london they play london calling and then they have a montage oh, of uh, really punks and thatcher and stuff and it's just like yeah they use that song the same way in uh die another day and it kind of made me cringe then yeah but uh, in the actual case uh one of the incidents that happened was um uh, they 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 went in went into the bathroom and this toilet brush had been tied up with the light switch. <laughs> There's one of the manifestations of forces from the beyond. Yeah, that sounds about right. And <laughs> but they didn't do that in the movie, you know. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's good, you know, well shot and stuff. It's very, you know, he he's very um, exact with how he frames things. And, yeah. Um, so, overall, liked it. Well, uh, Conjuring Two, I think that's probably uh, probably available for VOD right now, isn't it? I well, don't know. You, did you get it from library? Yeah. yeah. All right, so it's out on DVD for sure. But VOD probably, I would assume. Yes. They do that weird thing for the first two or three weeks. You could only buy it digitally, mm -hmm. and then you could buy or rent, and then eventually the rent goes down a little bit, unlike in real life. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, 
October 7th, Phantasm comes to VOD mm. and limited theatrical release as well. I so, heard the restoration looks great. I imagine it does. So uh, Phantasm and uh, Phantasm Ravager, which is part five, mm-hmm. uh, which looks, the previews look bizarre. And I'm kind of wondering, no. is that a dream sequence? No. Or is that supposed to be what a the... A Phantasm <laughs> film that's kind of bizarre? That's good. <laughs> they're they're going to break from what they normally do. <laughs> And get a little it's weird. Be a real straightforward telling. <laughs> Explain everything: the balls and yeah. the dwarves and. Short, yeah. Shotgun will only have one barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Not four. Um, but there will be uh, uh, the HBO series Westworld, which is a oh, yeah. remake of the '70s Westworld. That's going to be. That's a great uh, yes. HBO. Uh, uh, well, it'll already have started by the time this drops but uh october 2nd and then um the walking dead returns to amc on october 23rd so shuffling back for another season yep lumbering (laughs) through your tv screen shortly so that stuff's coming up bless them yeah you know just keep it going why not did we get through everything you'd seen since last time? Uh, I, I saw a bunch of non-horror movies, like oh. the film noirs. So, you can um, talk about those. And... Will Lemmy and uh, what else? I see. Um, oh, I saw the Killing Joke. I kind of uh, saw it. I, after about half an hour, I was so bored. Yeah, it didn't look very good. Um, it's it's ugly looking as well. That's what I thought. It doesn't I, look like the series. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it would cost a fortune to make it look like that the original yeah but it was ugly and and some animation. of it i watched it on blu-ray and uh it's got that you have that like glow around the lines the line mm-hmm. work yeah it's really distracting so like, why why is that happening i think it's your tv setting you can do <laughs> well you can do edge uh-huh. at least mine has like edge and if i push that button it'll make cartoons look like that and it's okay uh, but I was watching this on Blu-ray, and, and uh, you know I don't have that problem with most animation. Mm. Yeah, I don't know then. Uh, that's at least what happens to me. I find if you put Edge on for sports, it's good, but okay. anything else looks funky. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that was, that was about it. Uh, Should we talk about the feature? Sure. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, <clears throat> We chose to talk about Zombie or Zombie 2. Zombie 2. Zombie 2 is what I knew it as. And Mm -hmm. you could spell it Zombie with an I-E or Zombie with just an I. In the UK. Zombie with uh, an I. Full of maggots. (laughs) In the UK, it was infamous as Zombie Flesh Eaters. Zombie Uh, Flesh Eaters. Okay. This was my favorite zombie movie for a long time. This is the 1979 uh, Lucio Fulci directed uh, classic. So, classic. It, it really is. And here's the great part. Uh, full disclosure, I thought I had seen this movie by just by knowing the title. I, I thought I saw it at Jolien's house about nine, ten years ago. You and had not. I had not. I saw, what did you say? It was House by the Cemetery? Uh, the one I described? The one you described, I think it was uh, Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue. Okay. Which is Spanish. Okay. So I saw The Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue once. It was a great show. <laughs> and they were showing it at the morgue. It really sets the mood. Yeah. So well, I had the not... morgue was a club, but oh. anyway, go on. I had not seen this movie. 
And so this is your first time you saw First it? time I saw it, unbeknownst to me, had blithely <laughs> blundered through life thinking I had seen this Fulci movie and I had not. Wow. So I saw that uh, there it was on Amazon Prime. There was no artwork for it. There was just like a little gray uh, rectangle. Mm. So I started the movie and it's an abandoned boat mm-hmm. in uh, the harbor in New York, just tossing around. Yeah. And I'm looking at this going, there's no way I've seen this. This is no, this is nothing to do with this cemetery with all these zombies popping up out of the mm. graveyard and trying to get into the crypt or whatever it was. And uh, as it goes on, it becomes increasingly more clear that there is no way I've ever seen this movie and I'm really excited to be watching it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I used to have a serious prejudice against 70s movies that weren't kind of the tip top ones, you know, like. The, you know, Jaws, The Exorcist, The Godfather movies, you know, the, the the big ones. Like, just, you're kind of, anything lower than those budgets just never did it for me. Um, oh, man. Uh, well, that's not fair to say. I mean, there were there were some Clint Eastwood movies, I'm this sure. This thing couldn't be better. It's Italian, and it's set in the 70s. And it's set in grimy New York for a while. Yeah, right. For a little bit. Grimy 70s New York. You know. But... I've over the years had gotten over that. And, uh, and then I developed a new prejudice. I was sick of all the stuff from the eighties. It's like, I, I was there for it the first time around and I was right. tired of it. It's yeah. like, quit recycling it. Come on. <laughs> now those are fun again. So I'm starting to be a more of a grown up about not just disliking stuff because it's from an era, but this was so fun. Fuck the 1930s. Fuck the They're 30s. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hairdos. Well, this, when they originally conceived this, it was, supposed to be a throwback to the uh, 30s and 40s zombie movies really like, i walk with a zombie well that i could see because the the voodoo drums yeah, did the, not stop you know, he's got the island and the yeah the whole time they were in the dr the voodoo drums did not stop right. yeah so, so that's that was the original idea and then um then zombie they were working on zombie dario argento and um so they so then this became remodeled as zombie 2 to kind of cash in on that yeah well, this um, it's the one where a shark and a zombie fight. <laughs> <laughs> best part of this movie, by the way. Second best part. Well, yeah, yeah there was. <laughs> I believe that's there the was another now. part that was <laughs> really sharp that you couldn't see for ages in Britain. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God! I must watch this scene a hundred times. <laughs> You're talking about the diver, child. right? <laughs> I watched those scenes too. I, I was trying to figure out why I liked this as as a kid. I remember liking this movie a little bit more than Dawn of the Dead. And I think it was the nudity. Yeah. You Honestly, know. I think that's all that put me over. But uh, the swim, no. The swim cap didn't ruin it for you? No. It, yeah. It would be pretty hard to ruin that. I uh, No, I'm talking about the, the spl- splinter into the eye. Right. We'll get to that. Yeah, we will. But this thing cold opens right to the gore where you see the uh, the doctor um, shooting the the person who's all tied up in a sack mm-hmm. who's sitting up from the hospital bed and pops him right in the head. He was in uh, my f- favorite horror movie. Well, it's number two anyway, The Haunting. The Haunting. So this uh, so this actor, what's uh, what, what's his deal? Is he mostly a horror guy or not? Really? No, he was he was in. Um, he was in the Royal Shakespeare Company, and he's he's done a, a whole bunch of movies. Um, he, I'm blanking now, but um, 
Yeah, he, he wasn't in that many movies. Uh, he, was, he was bigger in the 60s. Um, but he was in the role of Shakespeare and Company when the hero of Zombie 2 went into it. Oh. And, uh, yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, he was, he was a well-respected actor. Well, cool. Until he did Zombie 2. He does a good job in it, though, doesn't he? Well, they all do a good job. Yeah. I I will talk shit about this movie, but I honestly <laughs> love Zombie 2. It really was my favorite zombie movie for a long time. And this one was actually pretty low budget. Oh, it's mm-hmm. super low budget. I think that adds to the joy. Right. Uh, I tried I tried to do the calculations, and it was not. I don't think these are accurate. It says it was produced on 410 million lira, which about best... About $35. Which best I can tell was about 237... Well, $237,000 today if you if you were to do the conversion uh-huh but if you if you do the conversion of what today's dollars were worth in 1979 it would be seventy two thousand two hundred and thirty five dollars that doesn't sound unbelievable mm. not at all i mean all they did was stick film in the cameras and yeah and they, buy they, some makeup they didn't get any permission to film in new york it was all gorilla filming yeah and it and it looked gritty, and it looked it looks great. Like you were there in person. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? and you could smell that movie. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's the cover I remember. Yep, Maggot Eye Zombie. Uh huh. Yeah. Apparently, he was brought to um, I, w- I want to say the Horror Hound convention. That actor. Octaviano de Lacqua. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was surprised how many people were lining up to meet him. Oh yeah. Get his autograph. That's iconic. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of the great zombies. Yeah, he's right up there with Bub. <laughs> right. So they go straight into the action. Then they take us to the, this. But that, that 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 ship scene is is kind of familiar as in another sense because it's like the Demeter in Dracula, right? Mm-hmm. Drifting into. Yeah, and I wrote I wrote a note to myself here. Does this represent the Mary Celeste? Mm. And maybe this is kind of a an ongoing theme because we have it in Dracula. We have it in Nosferatu, we have it in this movie, and then they make reference to it in the Tom Savini-directed remake of Night of the Living Dead, where the, the name on the oh, house yeah. was yeah. M. Celeste. The beginning of Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Set on a boat. Another classic. <laughs> so, it's it's kind of this this, this uh, ghost ship is sort of a running theme, and I, and I, I really want to read some books on the Mary Celeste now. Mm. Which, I don't know, what can they say? Like, fuck, we don't know. <laughs> it was empty. It's what do you bad. want? <laughs> Very short books. So uh, so this kicks in and the harbor cops are figuring out what to do. And I'm assuming that's a couple of Italian guys with cop uniforms. No, they're actual cops because then they, they? Would, they wouldn't have to buy uniforms. Oh, nice. There's no costuming. They it just was... got a couple of cops said, here's 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's 70,000 lira. And they're like, fuck yeah. And then they go... Hey, we need to exchange this. Uh, it's 20 bucks. So <laughs> they were disappointed. I imagine. They got duped. Uh, so uh, yeah, okay, so they were real they were real New York cops. Nice. Um, the overdubbing is a little distracting. I wouldn't mind watching it in Italian with subtitles. Uh, well, most Italian movies were shot like most most movies in the world are shot without, without sync sound. sound. Yeah. And, and even like uh, American movies, 
a lot of the sound is replaced. Mm-hmm. ADR, they call so you're it. You're not hearing what was yeah. recorded at the time. Which is great because you don't have to worry about boom microphones. Right. Or but some Italian movies, like uh, especially like Fellini, and uh, there's this like kind of internal sound to the voices. Mm-hmm. They sound like they're coming, they're, they're in your head. Or their internal monologues or something. Yeah. They don't sound like people speaking out loud. Yeah, I can see you know that. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's kind of adds to the dreaminess. It, it comes yeah, to, I like yeah. that, you know, the more supernatural movies, when they don't quite match. It mm. definitely adds to that. For sure. But I, I never find them... Like some of the Hong Kong movies is, is funny. Yeah. The, the dubbing is just so... Just doesn't match up at all so poorly <laughs> but uh, yeah but i, I think i don't these, mind it in the italian ones. no i don't mind it at all i'm i didn't realize that's what they did as a kid so i always wondered why why is it like they right. dubbed but they're well, like clearly it, speaking english in mcculloch if you listen to the commentary he talks about because he's so he's he's from england and, mm-hmm. um and uh richard johnson's from england but then you have like people like Olga Kalatos. Is, is it? Yeah, you have mm-hmm. several European languages. Yeah. So on set, people just speaking all sorts of stuff, and and then sometimes Italian actors would just count off seconds, and then it will be dubbed into whatever language afterwards because the the main markets are going to be outside of Italy. Yeah. So they're not that bothered about recording it all at the time. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's good. It's good to know th- that. So if I wasn't here, you'd just be trading quips and saying <laughs> saying funny something smart this would be entertaining. about the bad dubbing. No, the... I'd come along and just recite facts. No, I always did think that <laughs> uh... semi-researched <laughs> rubbish. No, I, I, I did always think that like the uh, Dario Argento films had a really weird feel to them, mm-hmm. due in part to the to the sound. Yeah, and I always wondered like. What these guys don't own microphones? They have to go to some room where there are microphones. Like, can't they bring some to the set and just record? And uh, I don't know if it's just that they don't trust it, or it's proven not to work as well, or like you said, that you don't have to worry about things like booms. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting probably cheaper. It probably is. Yeah, you don't have to worry about masking off, you know, closing down blocks of cities or anything. That too. Yeah. You just shoot everything guerrilla style. Yeah, or if anybody yells something from half a block away, ruins the shot. <laughs> right. You know. So uh, yeah, the um, the whole thing about this movie was that the New York stuff was added in later, right? Uh, yeah, when when Dawn of the Dead uh, zombie was rolling, uh, they re- they wanted to uh, bring it closer to that by having stuff set in America and they could appeal to the American market better and make it bigger scale. So they have the opening and closing scenes shot around New York. Nicely bookended. Yeah, it's got that classic. Oh, we'll get to the ending, but um, right. yeah, they're, they're really good, well-done scenes. Well, um, they sort of wrap up the New York stuff by uh, the daughter of the person who, this doctor who owned the abandoned boat, she comes to meet with these authorities and talk about, you know, what's up with this boat. She's played by Tisa Farrow. Tisa Farrow. Do we know much more about her? Sister of Mia Farrow. That's, Is she? I looked at her. I looked at her name and I thought, okay, could it really be? No, I didn't mm. even look her up. And the uh, 
editor at the paper is played by Lucio Fulci. No kidding. Oh, okay. I wish I'd known that watching a movie. <laughs> I guess I better watch it again. Well, that, that was done guerrilla style. You know, all, all this New York stuff was shot without permission. Yeah. So they, they just like, uh, apparently they they asked these janitor at the newspaper building <laughs> to let them in. Oh. And you know, just paid him off in whatever. And um, so they, they just like. Oh, that's great. Shot around this. And, and at one point, uh, the story is that the uh, Italian crew burst in on this meeting which is being conducted by Rupert Murdoch. Oh. <laughs> and he told them to get the hell out. And uh, <laughs> so they were just like running around filming stuff without being caught. That's fantastic. <clears throat> well, it worked. They weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so they do, they do kind of uh, get the whole New York thing out of the way in what, about 10 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Then it's like pretty The cool. daughter runs into Peter West, who's a journalist yeah who evidently has an endless budget and can go wherever the drop of a hat <laughs> something weird happened at the pier go write a story about it right and then he's you know off to the dominican republic yeah maybe flights were cheap back then well they do end up there uh in pretty short order like you know they, they give themselves lots of excuses to to go to the dr and yeah there they are and I don't remember, like, when do the voodoo drums start? Did you any read on that? Well, when, they, when they arrive there, there's this, this kind of jolly, kind of mock Caribbean music going on. Yeah. It? Yeah. It kind of makes it all seem very pleasant. And, and that's that sort of uh, spirals into spooky voodoo drumming yeah. at some point in time. When, once you get to uh, Matul, I think. Matul. Yeah. The drums really kick in. Now, um, when they're on this boat, uh, this woman says something about she's going to do some research. Um, or somebody says, oh, is this a good time to do your research or whatever? So this woman strips down to pretty much nothing. Yeah, she's got this tiny little She thong. was going to go take yeah. photos, I believe. Yeah, she had her underwater camera. And I think her swim cap uh, was probably the most clothing she was actually wearing. <laughs> and she uh, dives in basically naked and is swimming around in the water gonna take some pictures and uh yeah i've seen me in diving gear and i look like a complete you know idiot <laughs> yeah she looks she looks pretty spectacular she makes it look good yeah and uh so she encounters a shark mm-hmm. yep ducks behind a reef to hide from it yes mm-hmm. and gets a attacked zombie. by an underwater zombie yes what the hell right <laughs> well and this is like a celebrated scene Yes. But two years previously, you had uh, the Spy Who Loved Me, where you have the character named Jaws right. who fights a shark yes. at the end of the movie. Were they being cute because of the movie Jaws and the character's I, I, name was Jaws? I think it's, it's you know, on and, and both of them are kind of jokes on the movie yeah. Jaws. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think someone must have seen Spy Who Loved Me and... Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Let's have a guy wrestling the shark. Yeah. The Italians were not known for super original ideas at the time. <laughs> but this uh, this the stuntman is Ramon Bravo, and uh, he he was like a specialist in underwater stuff. So he's he's the Italian kind of Riku Browning, and uh, so he he actually worked on Bond films when they were doing Gold Bond <laughs> shark stuff like uh, License to Kill. 
uh, he, he, he worked on that. Do you know much about him actually wrestling the shark? Uh, he he was a last minute replacement because there was another stunt guy who was supposed to do it, but he was injured or ill or something. He so he pulled out really on the day, or read the script or something. So oh, at this point, you you dress up as a zombie and wrestle a shark. He's like, uh, well, I decided I wanted to live, so I won't be coming in today. <laughs> so they, they they got this big salt water tank and they doped the hell out of this poor shark and uh, <laughs> and staged a fight. Wow. And, uh, yeah, once seen, never forgotten. Oh, it's crazy. You know, I've, I've heard it mentioned a couple times, and I thought, oh, that's probably out of some whatever. I don't know. And then uh, watching this movie, all of a sudden, here's this scene, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Loved, I loved it. Oh, yeah, this is a great scene. I told my friend Brian, I said, if you want to be ready for our next episode, watch Zombie. It's on Prime, because I know he has Prime. And he texts me like I could tell when he was watching because he texts me he's like zombie versus shark, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, I could watch probably more of that. You know, I don't think it would get old too quickly. They could they could have extended that scene. Yeah, that whole underwater zombies versus sea creatures. They they could bring in series. more zombies and more sharks. You know. Yeah, and this, uh, Ramon Bravo worked on Tintorera. Like, we worked on a couple of the Italian Jaws ripoffs. Mm-hmm. One, one of them, I understand, uh, has been permanently banned from the U.S. One of those Italian uh, Jaws ripoffs. Yeah, the the thing is, if you're if you're interested in Japanese horror movies, especially around this period, um, late seventies, early eighties. They are not hesitant to actually inflict damage on animals. Yeah. Um, so there's a film with a similar structure to this uh, cannibal holocaust where, where they um, they have like the framing scene in New York and they go off into the jungle, but they're, they're killing, actually killing animals. It's, yeah. It's something I've only watched once. But uh, yeah. Uh, so in, in the shark movies, you definitely see. Yeah, they kill a shark and sharks. whatever shark too or whatever mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of it now great white i think they hurt, hurt them as well and then mm-hmm. they pull it around by a wire pretending it's alive probably yeah yeah that's pretty awful <clears throat> so the um they used to so, do that to the kids in the little rascals video <laughs> from yeah. the 30s after they were dead yeah but uh they died yeah, from laudanum in this poisoning. movie like the shark got doped so that it was like a bit sleepy but as far as I know, they didn't actually yeah. hurt it. I mean, they, they obviously simulate blood, but it's you know the uh, the stuntman had to slap this blood bag on the shark. And... <laughs> Poor stone shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie ends up with um, well, it goes forward into uh, the scene with the makeshift hospital, or maybe that's what their hospital really looks like. I don't know, um, but you can see like there's bad situation going on here with all these people who are really sick and dying mm-hmm. and then tied up in a bag with lots of rope and i wrote here that this reminds me of i walked with a zombie mm-hmm. because the, the drums have been increasing and they're pretty ever present at this point in time and then uh my next note is omfg the <laughs> splinter in the eye scene oh, okay okay oh man 
So, Will, you couldn't get enough of this when you were a teen, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. I was probably 12 when I saw this. We watched this video over and over. That mm. scene never got old. Watching it today in high def, it looks really bad. It <laughs> as in, ruins as it. in fake? Yeah. Um, I hate the injury to the eye motif. It's terrible, but... But Fulci does that all the time. Oh, yeah. There's always close-ups of eyes. And uh-huh. eyes getting hurt and eyes bleeding. Yep. <laughs> Oh, this, yeah, this shot was like the reason to rent this movie when I was. Yeah, you couldn't you know. see it in the UK for decades. Man. So, so this was, uh, out. this was part of the video nasties. Yeah, it, it came out uh, uncut and then that was banned in 84. And, and uh, you could see, you couldn't even, even see the cut version for a long time. Uh, and eventually they, they, I think in the '90s it came out on video again, and it was it was missing a few seconds. And but but nowadays you can see the whole thing easily. It's a big free for all in England, isn't it? Yeah, I and mean, once the internet kicked in, you know they thought, "Oh, what the hell, kids can well, watch hell, anything." Well, you can see anybody get stabbed in the eye <laughs> for real. But yeah, this is this took was all one, the fun what, out of it. This is one of the mystery. ones you, you had to see. You know, this is like oh, the, yeah. the pirate market. Yeah. This was yeah, it was the scene. It was amazing mm-hmm. uh, on a grainy video. Yeah, because you, you can't tell how it's so done. So good, right. <laughs> and now on high def, you're like, oh, that's a bad switch <laughs> to a fake head. Mm-hmm. Still, I also love the detail. She doesn't become a zombie because she's been stabbed in the brain. Oh, okay. Because the other zombies are eating her later, and I right. wondered, why didn't she become a zombie? And mm-hmm. then I thought, no, the, she mm-hmm. couldn't because she'd been stabbed in the brain. Yes. And, of course, after that, the house full of zombies, you know, all hell starts to break loose. And it gets pretty graphic there, mm-hmm. too. There's there's a lot of gore. So I could see where the um, these really sensitive people who were censoring these movies probably found like this was just not able to be edited to their liking yeah that that whole um i don't want to go into it because it's such a big sidetrack but that that whole video nasties campaign is just so bogus yeah. oh it's it's just like the pmrc and That's the music labeling it was all around the same time as satanic panic it was a lot of bullshit <laughs> now it's clowns killer clowns sweep the country that's right mass hysteria do you think it's really happening no it's not really happening people keep saying they're seeing these menacing clowns hanging out on street corners i just decapitate them as a matter of you know yeah i mean safety well yeah i I wouldn't be too careful yeah why not when we worked at the art supply store i went to the a and w once for lunch a and w kfc thing Uh uh-huh um I sat down only one in the lunch or in the little dining area and then clowns started pouring in. They had just finished a parade. This was did like they on a all Saturday. come out of one car? They did. They all got out of one car. I was the only person in there that wasn't in clown makeup. <laughs> it was fantastic and wild. Just I wish I had a camera. It was a whole little dining area was filled up with clowns. And then they were just talking about, you know, oh, did you see such and such? Just normal chit-chat, you know, about the parade. That's so crazy. (laughs) 
And they they actually had to uh, gut the place, and now it's a Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. the clowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always like that Far Side cartoon where the. The two lions are eating the clown out in a field. One of them says, does this taste funny to you? <laughs> yeah. That Gary Larson. What a card. Oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, let's see. During lockdown in the house full of zombies, the mm-hmm. doctor gets attacked by a stealth zombie. Mm-hmm. They're all stealth zombies. These are the slowest Moving zombies yeah. and they just pop up out of nowhere. I much prefer them to running zombies. Though. Oh yeah, they're fantastic because they are really shuffling in this mm-hmm. movie, and they're all kind of the same. You, their you know, arms they're, they're are all played down. by like most of them played by winos and things. They're oh just, yeah, they just pull them in off the street and slap some terracotta on them and give them a little more night train and let them go bananas. Yeah, so like when when he was filming the Beyond, all those corpses lying around in the Beyond, they're all winos that. You said uh, you know, they just give them some drink and then they lie still for a while. They're fantastic. <laughs> so, did I spoil you? <laughs> no, don't worry about that. No. Horror. It's even better. <laughs> well, the um, there's the guy with the with the plain white T-shirt who never figures out the headshot. He keeps shooting him through the torso like a fucking idiot. The guy with the beard. Yeah. yeah. With oh, the Daily Planet name. T-shirt. Yeah, he never figures it out. No, they seem kind of slow, because the doctor should have told them. He obviously knew. Is he Val Cliver? Uh, I I forget the actor's name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Bizarro World Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like so many zombie movies, you're just screaming at the people. Shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head. And and I can understand in something like, you know, the original Night of the Living Dead or something. Yeah. Oh, you don't know that. And these people are are in a movie, they don't know that. But the doctor clearly does know that in mm-hmm. this one. And he doesn't tell anyone, so they just <laughs> waste ammo. And yeah, yeah people kind of just stop because the zombies will pop up right behind you. Yeah. But you have, we have those scenes where like people just freeze and then the zombies just slowly come yeah. towards them. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty terrifying. in terrors. Yeah. It's a short conversation to have to say, get them in the head. Mm-hmm. Like those could even be your dying words if if some if something else got you, you could be like get him in the head, choking <laughs> <laughs> him. <laughs> your knee is on my chest. <laughs> so, yeah, they uh, they don't figure it out, and of course, plain white tea guy doesn't make it. You know, it's it's like a it's nobody a, makes it. Well, I guess that's true. Well, he gets I mean, chewed by a uh, diving woman. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. she pops Susan. up and she's his girlfriend and. You mm-hmm. can't believe that she's a zombie. And... Yep. And he gets bitten. I was trying to decide if if you died another way, like if you fell and broke your neck, would you come back from the dead? I assume you would. So the bites in this movie, although they'll kill you, aren't related to you coming back from the dead. Oh. Huh. It's, so I well, like they... this mix that they, they used voodoo in this. Right. Than they, they, they pretty much say it's, it's a voodoo curse. Is... Yeah, you know the second anyone says that, I've I've watched enough horror movies now. They go, yeah, that island's cursed. I, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, just it's, I'm gonna. No, I don't need to see it. That's a pretty solid plan. But that's one of the the fan, things I found scary the first couple of times I watched it. Um, they're on this island. Uh, the the biggest houses in the island. The doors are just like balsa wood. Oh yeah. 
you don't have a chance. Uh-uh. Those zombies, I like they, they board it all up and they ask the doc, will that hold him? And he's like, no, not, not at all. <laughs> Haven't you noticed everything's balsa wood on this island? It's all I did like trees. that they tried to make it look like a storm was brewing and there was a lot of wind howling and some yeah. dust. But it was clearly like the most beautiful day that island had had in 300 years. <laughs> Other movies are plagued by, you know, rainstorms if they try to film the uh-huh. tropic. Right, this right. one was the opposite. <laughs> right. I, I kind of like, I like that daylight horror thing. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that they would just not not even worry with the, the wind and right. the dust. Just because, yeah, I like um, things. There are great night shots, mm-hmm. with it, you know, when they're lumbering out the forest and things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, same with Dawn of the Dead. Things are brightly lit. Yeah, I always I, I like that in a horror movie to be brightly yeah, lit and every now and then. It feels like there's nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. I think that's there kinda, is nowhere to hide. No, yeah. not when these things are like ganging up on you. Um, the scene with the old conquistador graveyard is pretty cool. Yeah. So everybody's kind of sitting down for you know a little rest on their mad dash away from the zombies, and all of a sudden they're erupting out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the conquistadors had shallow graves but uh they were probably they've been digging a long time that could be <laughs> they just happened to dig up at that <laughs> time particular day you know but, yeah. yeah but, but so, so many of these italian movies are, uh the horror is based in like the colonial mm-hmm. fears right so, yeah. so so here you've got like literally a conquistador emerging and coming back to home which is pretty amazing yeah it's great great looking guy yeah i, I drew him for um cover of monster magazine oh that's right last year oh, yeah. i think yeah yeah he's great he's just so many nice textures and <laughs> little details Those yeah crooked crazy teeth <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah, yeah definitely. that cover this. Yeah, he's he's like the poster guy. It was him, and there's the uh, the the kind of the Tor Johnson zombie from the harbor at the start. Yeah, right. yeah. He's, he's, like he was that. played by this really jovial guy named Captain Haggerty. Yeah, he was, he's, he's he's such a great New Yorker, and uh, yeah, he 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 was a guy who worked with uh, dogs, supplying dogs for productions, TV and movies. He's a wrangler, dog for mm-hmm. catering, right? But, um, <laughs> Yeah, he he went uh, at the time of filming. So in, so were they filming in seventy nine or seventy eight? But um, uh, at the time of filming, when he was in full zombie makeup, he went into CBGBs, oh. and he see, says he was just ignored. Oh. But then another time, his his one of the uh, crew or one of his buddies drove him uh, in, into the city in in zombie makeup, maybe on the same night, and uh, and solicited some. <laughs> prostitutes and uh you know and he haggled with them and he said uh, it's not for me it's for my buddy he's in the car and so she leant into the car and there's this, this this guy sitting there in his full zombie makeup and she, and she didn't go for it no hmm. well she must not have needed the money that bad <laughs> uh, i do believe they co-opted that particular zombie for what they call the well walker in the walking dead because they call their zombies walkers in the walking uh-huh. dead and they discover there's a walker in the well on this farm. And so they have to figure out a way to get down there and get a rope around him and pull him out. Uh-huh. And he's all bloated. I think he was a he was a fairly overweight 
guy when he was alive, but then he's been in a well and got, you know, dead and bloated. So and they, he's not well. He was not well. <laughs> so there we go. Thank you, Will. I'll show myself out. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that that stunt guy, um, Taviano de Lacqua, he was in a Bond movie. He was in Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Apparently he's a stunt guy. No kidding. We got our we got our great oh, crossovers happening. Um, Nicholas Cage link. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Two steps to Nicholas Cage. Uh, the Harbour Zombie Captain Haggerty was uh, in Married to the Mob, and he was also in Honeymoon in Vegas. No kidding. So. We got to find another uh, Nicholas Cage movie. Uh, there was some medieval movie he was in that I I saw somebody posted a still oh, photo. Yes, that was. Uh, just like last year, year before. It's the year before, and it had uh, didn't have Ron Perlman in it as oh, well. That would be perfect. It was pretty bad. I I was watched it? it. It was. It could have been better. It wasn't quite entertaining. I mm. I don't I don't remember. Um, but I'd be willing to watch it again. I kind of <laughs> want to watch. Oh, Pay was, the it, Ghost. was it called Season of the Witch or something like That's that? That's it. Season of the Witch. Mm. The Dawn of Song. Yeah. Yeah, that was a Romero movie. Was that? Yeah, so that Dawn of Song was a, the theme song. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Um, did we pretty much hit the high points of what happens in this movie? Yeah, so, so, the, uh, so the survivors board themselves up in the church, which returns in Dr. Butcher, M.D. Right. A.K.A. Zombie Holocaust. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, the zombies burst in and they're throwing a lot of cocktails all over the place. Yeah, it as does. you would do. Turns into a full-on cocktail party. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you get the wrap-up scene. Yeah. They get on the back boat, in New York. which is broken. Yeah. And they hear over the radio that the zombies, which you wonder because the fat zombie went overboard. Mm-hmm. And as you see later with the shark fight, they can survive underwater. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the, you can, the, there are stills of, of him coming out of the harbor. Mm. Like they were going to do a whole scene with the the, the yeah. zombie cops and him, and him come out the harbor, but they probably got spotted and had to run away <laughs> before yeah. they could film it. They ran out of cash and didn't time. Those, didn't those cops have friends who could have helped them out? <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to share the bucksheesh. Twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, we got seventy thousand lira. Yeah, so they rounded up all these all these uh, locals and said uh, his his twenty bucks walk walk across the Brooklyn Bridge was it? Yeah, I bet they did assembly line makeup. <laughs> yeah, or was that the George Washington Bridge? Was it? I don't remember. I think I think it was the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, let me see if it says here. It in was the, the notes. George Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> George. <laughs> It was built for George Brooklyn in it, 1862. <laughs> it was built to catch hot air balloons that were invading the city at that time mm, that during the threat? Civil War. <laughs> I've pieced together most of my American history from television and mm-hmm. cereal boxes. Let's see. Uh, so, so, so obviously they couldn't afford to close the bridge down so you see all the traffic going by uh-huh. them. but then you get this like voiceover of the, the DJ yeah uh, yeah where the zombies are bursting into the station oh yeah that's great at the end they're here ah, ah, ah. <laughs> there's this uh, Robert Block 
short story, uh, what's it called? Something like Notes Found in an Old Mill, mm-hmm. where it's like a it's it's like a diary written by somebody, and it's this it's one of his like Thulu mythos oh, okay. sort of stories, and and the, there's this creature, and and at at the end he's frantically writing as these creatures are bursting in, and, <laughs> as he would, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't stop. It wouldn't just like, oh, he didn't write an entry the next day. <laughs> Guess maybe they came and got him. Well, I think they did. It says right here. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Pen counter goes off the side of the paper. Yeah, that's how you can tell. Mm-hmm. So this thing um, wasn't very well received by a lot of critics in its day, but over time has sort of become more beloved mm-hmm. and uh, more understood and more accepted. So it seems. Yeah, you, you couldn't make it again. No. I mean, I, Whatever budget you have, you couldn't do this again. What, you know, it's all done physically. Right. All practical effects. Um, yeah. Di- well, so. Digital as we know it didn't exist. Yeah. You know, and and uh, getting away with this kind of shooting and this kind of budget and, and couldn't happen. Yeah. You, really. You, uh, this level of gore had not been done. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, you just couldn't do it again. So they, it was unprecedented, mm-hmm. and uh, I think maybe that's part of why the, why the people who, um, who say mean things for a living, uh, and get paid for it, uh, <laughs> have started to say, you know what, it wasn't that bad actually. It uh, it was important in a lot of ways. It uh, it, it moves the ge- the genre forward, you know, if nothing else, you know, because it, there was more sequels after this. Or was yeah, more? yeah. I mean, and this oh, yeah. made even more money than Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, think about that. Like Dawn of the Dead, we're talking about someone who really knew what they were doing and already had an audience. So yeah, I would I would say that uh, it's a pretty safe bet. We would all recommend this for anyone who mm-hmm. wants to see a zombie movie they haven't seen. And yeah, uh, I felt this was the high bar of zombie films for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Now, one warning though, your your sexy time nudity and your Zombie versus shark scene is all one part of the movie. Yeah, you don't you don't get them in two different doses. Uh, well, that's pretty typical uh, the Italian horror movies, you know. You know <laughs> sex and horror. Yeah, you don't, you don't follow pretty close together. They're pretty close together, but as it gets near the end, you have less nudity because yeah. you want to ratchet up the horror. And... Right. Right. But, yeah, other Fulci films like New York Ripper and things like that. It's yeah. Yeah, you get horror and sex. At the same time. Yeah. It's like, we've got sardines and we've got cupcakes. Here's a sardine cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't like those. are not good. <laughs> sardine cupcakes? No, they're not. But like, uh, uh, yeah, Fulci, like, this period, like, this is, it's a really brief period. Zombie and, and the Beyond and House by the Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he just had this crew around him and just something happened between them that just bizarre goofy amazing great looking movies you you know you can't forget them so this has been a favorite of yours for a while yeah this is definitely uh you know if you're thinking of best zombie movies yep of all time this is one of them yeah it's now on my list now that i've actually seen it (laughs) which is kind of awesome i I felt Mm -hmm. i felt like that was such a great moment to realize that 
oh, this is kind of awesome, and I know I haven't seen it. So do you like these zombies with all the the textured makeup on oh, them yeah. better than the Romero zombies? I think I do, actually. I, I think it really shows that uh, they don't have, you know, they... <laughs> They really should not be up and moving around, mm-hmm. but they are anyway. And I think in the notes that I read, all like the facts about the movie, I think they said there's only two zombies that actually look up or have their eyes open. Have their eyes open, yeah. All the rest of them have their eyes closed. Now, was that deliberate or is that just how it turned out? Do you know? No, you wouldn't have to do special lenses or anything, would you? Yeah, I'd probably keep their eyes open. I don't know why they did that. Maybe it's supposed to be more. But they look like sleepwalkers, don't they? Mm. Your eyes are Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. Yeah, like the. Well, whatever the reason, it it does give it a really weird feel, Mm -hmm. which I liked. So (laughs) it's a win. Yeah, I had a big wave of nostalgia when it started. (laughs) Felt like a kid again. (laughs) Oh my God. When's the last time you watched it? Has it been like 15, 20 years? Yeah, it's probably been 15 years or so. Damn. It's been a long time. Maybe, yeah, 15, 20 years, I'd say. But I watched the hell out of it when I first saw it. It was up there. It's like the greatest horror movie ever. Were you kind? Did you rewind? <laughs> over and over and over to watch that stick go into that poor woman's eye. <laughs> yeah. Felt grossed out every time. I felt grossed out this time still. Mm-hmm. But yeah. almost don't want to see it, but I can't ever look away. <laughs> it's great. They should have like some VHS setting for the, your TV where you can just hit a button and it goes to like that grainy quality. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? It's kind of like all those filters they have to make your... Like, like your, grindhouse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have those filters for your camera, you know, for your phone that make stuff look like a bad Polaroid. Okay. Kind of that, except for video. Yeah, a lot of video editors have various filters like that. Yeah. So this is a recommend, and mm-hmm. uh, we are going into, well, it's it's October by the time our listeners are hearing this. In the future. In the future. So uh, are you guys going to at all try to do 31 Days I'm of Horror try. Challenge? Okay. Uh, do you have any idea how you're going to kick it off or how you're going to wrap it up? Or? I'm just going to watch 31 horror movies, one a day for 31 days. With no discretion at all? No discretion at all. I'm just <laughs> going to pick it random. I have a whole bunch that Jolien's lent me. I have some that I've never watched before that I bought Nice. a all long right. time ago. I'm going to try to stick to movies I have not seen before. Cool. Yeah, some, some years I just watch favorites, but some years I just want to see stuff I've never seen before. Yeah, I just kind of want to just run through stuff I've never seen before. I'm going to do it. I don't see any reason not to. Okay. I, I should be able to do that anyway. You know, just as a matter of course. Yeah. Just be able to watch a horror movie a day. And there was a guy, I, I think he wrote a blog, who'd watch one a day for like all year. Oh. And he said that his rule for himself was, if you start it before midnight, you can count it for that day. <laughs> so, like, if, if his whole day was just going So, to like, hell, at the end of the week, you were cramming in the ends of a lot of movies that you started right before midnight. <laughs> no, you had to watch it all the way through. <laughs> but it had to start before midnight. And don't get water on it. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll do it. But uh, do you think we should put some lists out, like, on uh, our Facebook page or Instagram and just say, hey, here's some recommendations if you haven't tried them? 
I think, yeah, I think we should do a running list of what we've watched. That would probably be a good thing. And try to see how many Hmm. we can get through. I might try and watch the Halloween series front to back. Ooh, that's brave. Yeah, I don't think I can get in 31 movies. Well, I'm going to try. I don't know when the next crypt is going to kick in. Oh, yeah, they're going to want you back, aren't they? Well, you can always load up and watch two a day, get it done 15, 16 days. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice, yeah. Yeah, you'll be you'll be like all buff. Also, if you get <laughs> DLC, you can speed up movies. So, you know, uh, get through things quicker. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Um, what we need to do, I think, is have a list of some shorter ones. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. That was a good idea. Yeah, I, 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 this my nephew Johnny, the one who got married. I had uh, been having a, a conversation with him about doing the 31-day horror challenge in October. And uh, he said, yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes you don't have 90 minutes or two hours. And I said, hey, what if there was a list of some that were like, you know, sh- actual shorts that are, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, but then some of them that are like 70-minute movies, like some of them from the 30s and 40s. Uh, why not you know just say all right i don't have very much time today i'm gonna watch this fast forward through the intro credits fast forward through the end credits and you've watched it yeah so maybe we can have a list of kind of go-to when you're in a pinch it's like oh i'm gonna watch thomas edison's frankenstein (laughs) that's only 10 minutes boom i'm done frank and weenie frank and weenie check scratch that off the list (laughs) see what i mean you, you know, if you, yeah, if there you, are there are a bunch of them from the 30s that are about an hour long. Yeah, there's all those portmanteau movies where you can watch a different story. Oh yeah, different days. Yeah. So let's. Uh, okay. I've been seeing clips of Creepshow recently for crip purposes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, people buried up to their necks on the beach. Oh yeah, that was the one in particular I watched. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, I was I was riffing off. Um, uh, Leslie Nielsen, I kind of based the villain and the crypt story off of him. Oh, great. He's such a great actor. Yeah. I mean, he did all those straight movies before he was, you know, he was like the, the dashing heroic guy way before he was the hilarious oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, well, that's why time. they cast him in an airplane. Yeah. Because they cast was, all serious people. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. then it's just like really weird that all this comedy's coming off of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It's a good idea. So uh, we're at least two of the three of us are going to try the challenge, and um, maybe we can talk Julian into it. <laughs> no. Well, if, you know, I'll, I'll watch what I can, but I don't know. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to like put any pressure on you because you know, yeah. that's just mean. There's, yeah, once once, you know, I, I'm working on that 16, 17 hours a day. <laughs> right. You know, I just want to drop after that and can't can't watch a movie. Yeah, that, that doesn't really work. You could listen to movies, but that wouldn't really mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. Um, another thing would be that, okay, so we are now at the one-year mark. We've been doing this for a year. Uh, a nice little celebration. We had talked about um, doing one of our original versus remakes, mm-hmm. but then doing original versus remake versus remake. <laughs> the three things. Mm-hmm. The three things. Yep. Yeah. So shall we do that for next time? Okay. It's only fair that we tell our listeners as soon as possible so they can yeah. get three movies in or at least two of them. Um, 
So the original was what year? The thing from another 51. world? Okay, 1951, and then 1981, right? Uh, uh, 82. Two, was it 82? Carpenter's The Thing? Yeah, the... the, the and then Rob Zombie's John Carpenter's. <laughs> that was 2013? Something like yeah. that. I didn't see it. And then there was a... Me neither. BBC Radio production. And then we also have the, I have the short story. Mm-hmm. I'll read that. Yeah. So we're going to cram our eyeballs... Full of things. Full of things. <laughs> and uh, then we'll be able to uh, let our listeners know what we really thought. Mm. So uh-huh. we're, we're not shy about doing that, really. No. So, um, anything else before we get out of here? Uh-uh. Nope. So if we get, if, yeah. So uh, if we get a chance to all get together and watch Ravager, um, Phantasm Ravager. Oh yeah. Um, I'll be happy to rent it here. Yeah, we'll have to watch out for what horror movies are coming out around Halloween. And yeah. Yeah. There's always something. Do a trip out. We need to see Blair Witch. I I, I don't know mm. if you're you're not that excited about it. Well, I don't you? know if if I even could watch it if they're using shaky. Yeah, I guess they are kind of doing cameras. some some found footage yeah. shit. I don't fancy seeing that on the big screen. Well, I don't know. Not not too thrilled about it. I've not seen anything about it. I could go either way. Okay. Maybe I'll uh, take point on this one and, and go recon the yeah. movie theater and you, <laughs> see you if it's... You do it. And then New Godzilla is coming out here next month. Oh, I'd watch that. So it's going to be at the Alamo Draft House and it's going to be at the, um, the SIE. Super mm. cool. As well. so definitely tend to that. Yeah. We could talk about... His thighs are huge in this movie. <laughs> and then tiny arms. Little, and a little, little tiny head. Little, little Trump arms. Yeah, it's a kind of zombie Godzilla. Yeah. He's wasted. It looks a bit like an avocado. <laughs> I call him Methzilla. Methzilla. <laughs> so we've got uh, a whole month of uh, hopefully new releases coming out. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, should we get it, uh, get it done, wrap it up? All right. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. If you get a chance... Um, please go rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help uh, other listeners find us. It doesn't make us any money, and we're not really worried about that. I mean, it would be nice, sure, but uh, we don't get paid to do this. Send money. We don't get paid for anything. Yeah, we we really don't. (laughs) We all seem to be getting to zero very nicely all the time. But um, Working my way up to zero. But if you can go give us a five-star review on iTunes, or, I mean, that's the big one, because that directs you to other... You know, podcasts. It's a directory. It's not nothing's hosted on iTunes, so it's it's really there to just help you find stuff, and um, it does help other listeners find us. It helps us be seen, and maybe who knows? Eventually, in the future, we'll get enough of a rep that we can uh, get a press pass and <laughs> go go to movies for free and not go. Nah, yeah. I don't know if I want to see that. Do a shout out to the Denver Center for the Performing Arts. They're doing Frankenstein right now. Hell oh, yeah. yeah! Send us tickets. Come on. Yeah, well, I'm going to try and contact some people in some places. But uh, other than that, thanks again to the Moonrays for giving us intro creature features. And uh, anything else? Nope. All right. We'll see you you next time. Thank you for listening. You'll hear us next time. Yes. (laughs) Ciao. Stay off the moors.